Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FAM, Friends and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky. And today, as always, I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, FAM? What's up? How y'all doing? Hey, how's it going? Oh, it is doorbell. Going. Yeah, that was a fun little, fun little doorbell sound effect. Your sound effects today are brought to you by iPhone. That's right, Brasky's iPhone, reminding him that there's a podcast recording tonight. Get it? Get notifications on your phone by using your freaking calendar. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing good, my friend. It is, it's going. It is a time where uh, some fun things are happening, but also a, a lot of we're we're kind of looking ahead. There's a lot of things to look forward to. So it's kind of it's kind of I feel like I'm in this weird place a little bit where it's just like I enjoy standard because it's kind of fresh because of the bands and all that kind of stuff. But there's like. There's new things coming out in Historic. There's going to be a standard rotation soon. There's going to be all this other stuff. So I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place with the game, but I'm also just kind of sitting like, you know, waiting waiting for Christmas to show up. Where, 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 where are you all at? Yeah, Bresky, I think I'm kind of on the same page with you where like we have this like new and exciting band happen a little bit ago playing standard. But what I'm really looking forward to is really on the horizon here. It's coming up pretty quick. We're going to talk about it later, but... I've been looking forward to this special thing that's coming out that they spoiled a little bit ago that shall not be named. <laughs> but ever since it's been announced, I've been just in a haze waiting for it to come out. Good. So excited. I'm, I'm glad you're sticking to our, our format of not talking about the things by name until we actually talk about them. That's important. Guys, what are we talking about? You won't know until later. That's the, that's the thing. That's yeah, the joke, Caroline. Yeah. Everybody else knows but you, but not in like a bad way. We just wanted to surprise you. Sean wants to like gain seven life once, and then oh. get my second copy countered and lose the game on the following. <laughs> now that's now that's magic. Yeah, I'm excited to lose two stuff. life. Sean's excited to gain seven life. You know. it, well, I'm excited to attack with a creature when I only have one card left in my hand. <laughs> I, Hazard can go in goblins now. I didn't even. Also, know I don't know why I'm whispering, but now I kind of want to do it. The whole podcast. <laughs> Everything Caroline's talking about is going to feel real secretive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> oh, well, it, it, it's no secret that uh, we've all been playing different amounts of magic over the past week or so. We've all been doing different things and putting different pieces together. And it's no secret that I find really good segues into these topics. So the one thing I want to know, and you can let me in on your secret, and that is how your week of magic has been. Caroline, let's start with you. I feel a little seen on your comment, but um, I have not played a decent amount of Magic in the last couple, in the last week or so. Um, there wasn't a ton of tournaments coming up for me that last weekend. Um, I didn't have enough QPs to play on the Moto stuff. Sad. Um, but I think that was fine. I had like just a really chill weekend. Uh, I made some slime. That was fun. Um, and then this week, I don't know. I don't actually have a ton of plans for Magic either. Um, except I guess maybe some legacy, but I don't know. Just not a magic week for me right now. You know, I hear that. I, I, and, and it wasn't necessarily a call out to you in any way. I wasn't calling out anything because I also have not played a whole lot of magic. I didn't get to play a whole bunch. I was kind of jumping in playing little bits and pieces, a little back and forth. Maybe I can play a game here and there. Really? I was just like, can I complete a daily quest in brawl? Yes. Cool. Can I play jank? Yes. Fantastic. And I'll go just play a few games of that and call it good. Um, my week in Magic consisted of doing that 
And then also uh, doing normal errands at a place called Target. And then while I was at that Target, there was a singular box of Double Masters VIP edition. And if there's one thing that I am, it is... Uh, it is, it is that I'm a sucker. I was going to say addictive personality, but yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, so I saw it. I was like, well, I have the budget for it, so I will buy it. So I did. I rolled the dice uh, of a VIP Master's Edition, and I got a worm coil engine that was a foil. And then I got a box topper Thoughtseize. And then I opened a box topper Force of Will. And I have I will never open another Mythic for the rest of my life. And that's that was... <laughs> I've, I've accepted that fate. I won't even open rares. I am expecting every boost pack I opened to just be nothing but uncommons and that's it. Every pack just misprinted for the eternity. Yep, for you. that's all it's going to be. But it was, uh, it was awesome and very cool. And I showed it to the Discord, and I think everyone's reaction was the same. I think we can enter this into the podcast, and just everyone just went holy. F-. Uh, so <laughs> that's where it was. And damn it, Brasky. Yeah, you know, I think that was worth it. It's okay. We can just enter a band card in there for next time. <laughs> it's been zero days since this podcast is whore. <laughs> I like to point out that I think I'm the only one that hasn't. Ah, uh, I call hmm. bull crap. I'm serious. I don't think I have. I remember Caroline was the first. Oh yeah. I don't remember if it was me or and the most often. How I was the first is beyond me. That's <laughs> true. It's true. I think the only way to solve this is if we get Sean, Caroline, I'm going to need you to go back and listen to every single one of our podcasts but leading up to this point. I already do that on a daily basis. Yeah, oh. if one of our if one of our tens of listeners wants to wants to confirm the fact that I have not sworn and that Caroline was the first and most often people person to swear, uh that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, Just we'll, keep a running tally. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep a running tally of that. But also, like, we can also find, like, the, the types of swears. Like, some of them are pretty standard swears, where I think as others could be, like, really complex or really, really, like, intense swearing. I think that'll be an important one. And we might just, we'll save that for a bonus episode, where it's just how much can we swear within the guise of one podcast and still make it sound like a coherent podcast all at the same time. Well, if we're not swearing up a storm because we made uh, epic pulls, there's other things that were going on, and that would include things that Conan Hawk and Sean were doing. Conan Hawk, you, what was your week in Magic like? Uh, it was pretty sweet. Uh, like, I just played a lot of the new standard, um, and I hit Mythic pretty early, so it was pretty cool to be able to to just like kind of like I don't know what it is once you like go past the mythic hump you're like okay now I can do whatever I want cuz I don't have like the pressure of like trying to win every match anymore so I, I played a bunch of the different decks and I got to find out like what decks I felt were good and what decks I felt were bad um but luckily for me because it is still pretty early I'm been hovering at like the top of mythic so uh now that I know which decks are good I will just try trying to kind of hone those in and uh, hopefully can stay up there. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of neat. I haven't like ever, like I've I've definitely like you know grinded back to like a good spot, but I've never like just stayed at the top. So I kind of want to try to do that this month. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, you were you were a dog chasing the car, and then you caught the car. Like that's, yeah, that kind of is what happened. Now he's yeah. just kind of cruising around with it, yeah. staying yeah. out. It's like yeah, great, great. I caught that. That's cool. Now what else? Now now what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> kinda... when you're at diamond, you just like when you lose, you're like ah. Oh. I just need to get to Mythic. I just need to do it. So oh, is that how good. it is, Eric? Could you tell me more about it? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? I thought we weren't going to spoil things. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, what, what does that mean? How was your Wiki Magic? I mean, surely surely Mythic was, was, was just like that, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, 
Too definitely. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, start of the month off pretty strong. Hit diamond. I don't know. Pretty quick. Um, since then, things have slowed down pretty much to a molasses-like pace. Um, I'm now stuck in diamond three, where every all of my opponents know what they're doing, which is fine. Like, you know, it's great. It's good magic, but unfortunately, the Sultai deck that I've been playing does not win very quickly. And if you have to play three games, each game probably, each match probably takes about a half hour. So I spent the better part of today playing Sultai Mirrors and things like that. And I think I ended up with a very even 50% win rate today. So I made zero progress. So <laughs> pretty exciting day. And overall, it's a good week. I just got to like kind of break through and figure out like where I can go from here. I hear you on that front. For a second, I thought you said slowed to a molasses-like paste and for... I was listening to you, but also at the same time, all that was going through my head was like, mm, molasses paste. <laughs> Maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> molasses paste is disgusting. It's, it's, yes. It's a thing? Ha- I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Have you ever have you ever tasted just the vanilla extract? Yes. Yes. That is a... That is a... You know how that's really gross, but yet you put it in all your things and it tastes delicious? Yes. Okay. Molasses is the same way. In concentrate form, it tastes really gross. Like, it's really freaking strong, but when you put it in gingerbread, it just tastes good. Mm, it's weird. sort of like uh, like Ribena. Like, just like straight what? Ribena. Ribena, like, is a, a grape concentrate drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, by itself, it just tastes really gross. <laughs> but with, like, whatever diluter, it's pretty good. I was so excited to learn about this, and I am so happy to have learned about these things. But when you're like, no, molasses paste is terrible. And, like, do you not know about this? And in my head, I was like, teach me, Canadian, please. <laughs> I was like, I, was like I, I actually really want to know like why why it tastes so horrible. Oh my god! She should, back home, she's got the maple syrup tree pouring molasses out, or y'all, wherever molasses comes y'all, from. I don't know. Y'all, I feel I, I feel fully enlightened now. Like you have no Sorry. idea if I can take practical. If I I just learned something practical that I can use in cooking, and it involves molasses, I feel fantastic now. I'm I am I am re-energized for the rest of this podcast. And now I know not to actually eat or drink molasses paste. (laughs) Now we know. The more you know. Which I wasn't totally planning on doing after this podcast, but that's not what's that in the background? Nothing. Don't worry about it. (laughs) I can recognize all molasses is sold in a yellow box that looks like a milk carton that's really small and has brown labeling on it. Like legitimately the only way you would sell molasses. So I can see it. I could see no one's getting any molasses by you. No one's going to be sneaking that past you. <laughs> well, this podcast is definitely going at the pace of molasses because, well, we just have a whole bunch to talk about, and it's enjoyable just to hear everyone's everyone's day, how everyone's week is going, how everyone can decipher what kind of molasses people are trying to eat or drink or make food out of. But there is also stuff going on in the world of Magic the Gathering, and that is because there's always going to be a few upcoming events and news pieces and other stuff that might be super secret that we're going to talk about perhaps in the next mm, 30 seconds or so. And to give us that quick rundown of the news is Conan Hawk. News with Conan Hawk. It's the news, yeah. It's going slower than molasses, but he's quick with the news. Conan Hawk. <laughs> All right. So as we mentioned earlier, we do have Amonkhet Remastered coming out on Thursday, August 13th. Um, and that does, uh, it says here, I'm, I'm just reading the script. Uh, it does say that Approach of the Second Sun is included in that. Uh, uh, Sean really wants you to know that. Excuse me, uh, can I get a Hazard update? Uh, 
I haven't seen it yet. I assume it's there though. What uh, what, what colors has already really quick? Red. Red. They've done what? Green, blue, and white spoiler so far. Is that it? Uh, and black. Uh, looking, what? Looking Holding at out. looking at spoilers, I do see a listing for Hazret the Fervent. Nice. There we go. And, Confirmed uh, here ramen first. Up, ramen up Not ruins. Really. Let's just go through the, my whole new deck in, in his store. <laughs> yeah. uh, Is there a Soul Scar Mage? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Soul Scar Mage too. And Earthshaker Earth 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 Kenra. Yeah, oh my gosh. Quince, <laughs> <laughs> is Thursday here yet? <laughs> yeah. So obviously, people are very excited about that. Uh, Amonkhet, while not a super powerful set, was really, really cool, but they are adding some very, very powerful cards. Uh, we talked about like Approach of the Second Sun, um, my personal one, uh, Thought Seize. Um, That's not an Amonkhet. That is that was a, that, that is not an Amonkhet, but it is part of Amonkhet Remastered. Hey, hey. So you can definitely check out wherever you would like to check out your spoilers to see all of the listings. I'm not going to go through all the cards, but it is a select group of Amonkhet cards and a select group of other cards that are being added to Amonkhet um, to make it available in Historic, and it's going to shake up Historic. But it's also going to be able to played on or played as a limited format on MTG Arena. Um, and then if you do want to play historic, uh, there's also, there's a Hooglandia, uh, Jeff Hoogland's event on Sunday. Um, I believe you have to be a subscriber on, on his channel and also pay a $6 entry to play in that. Um, and then you can check that out on MTG Melee. Uh, also this Saturday for standard, if you're into standard, uh, you can play in the Red Bull event. There is a free to play Red Bull event going on on uh, Saturday at 6 a.m., uh, central time, so that's my time, so I'm not going to translate it into everybody else's time, but um, that's going to be on like on Saturday, and basically they do the two-day events. If you're top 64 or better, you move on to day two, and if you're top eight, you can win cash money, uh, and first place will get an invite to their end-of-the-year thing, and then um, also standard is the SCG Championship Qualifier this weekend. They have events all week late leading up to that, and if you do well in the weekday, weekday events, uh, get 10 points or more, uh, then you can qualify for the weekend one and you can play for cash money or uh, things like that as well. And then finally, um, Caroline was talking about playing some legacy. Uh, there's two le big legacy things going on right now. Mana Traders is going on all month long. Um, if you play in the legacy thing, or if you play in their legacy like qualifier, and you get a certain amount of uh, percentage or win percentage, you'll qualify for their Swiss event, which happens at the end of the month. Uh, so that is really cool. And then finally, NRG, their Nerd Rage Gaming, has a legacy event on Sunday. It is $15 to play, um, and it oh, is at Sunday? 11. Huh? It's on Sunday. Right? Oh, okay. I believe. Let me just oh, double Saturday. check. Just double checking. Yep, it is Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Uh, I will translate that to Caroline time. That is, uh, I believe, um, so 11. So that would be 9 a.m. your time, right? So close. So 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're mountain right now, right? Yeah. I, 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 I was thinking Vancouver. My bad. It's okay. It's okay. It's Good fine. effort. Good effort. And, yeah. and the entry fee is $15 American, which I believe is 27.572 Sean Buckaroos. I, yeah. I only on, that is only true on Wednesdays, well. though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's the, the Wednesday. So you have to away. register on Wednesday. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the currency fluctuates whether or not it's on the weekend, and and all that kind of stuff goes along with it too. Um, but yes, so the, the also the nerd rage thing is a one point five k, so cash money to the top eight, um, and it says top eight players will also receive a free pack of their KMC Hypermat sleeves, so that's kind of cool too. Uh, so if you're into legacy, you have a couple things to do. Standard, you have a couple things to do. And uh, finally, for um, 
you historic fans and wanting to play your new cool Amonkhet cards, that'll be on Sunday. So check those out. I am excited about that. I just took a look through some of the Amonkhet pieces there, and there's a lot of things that, that I am very excited about. One of them is the Scarab God, because I never got that a chance good. to actually play that in any type of like historic or standard format. Also, uh, Wrath of God, Pact of Negation, and Demonic Pact. Sure, I'll take those. I'm going to make some. Uh, little, little tip and trick with uh, the Scarab God. Yep. You can activate its ability during your upkeep to get a scry. Whoa. And, yeah. and I learned something today. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> How's everybody else feeling about, about the Amonkhet spoilers? Is, there, is everybody, what's the spiciest thing to you? What are you looking forward to the most about just jumping into Historic with all that Amonkhet remasteredness? Well, I just received a bonus message that Oncrop Crasher is also in the set, so... I'll see y'all in the mono red cues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely have to think it. For me, I, I, I know Sean's already, so I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him gush over his favorite cards. You forgot uh, about Coco Collective Company. Yep, I did. <laughs> but no, I, I think um, so. Thoughtseize is is one of my favorite cards in lots of formats. I know a lot of people like really kind of dislike Thoughtseize. But I think it's one of those things where if a format gets to a point where it's like really, really like combo based or like, you know, it's, it's just like very, very powerful. Thoughtseize is kind of the, is a really nice equalizer card. And I, I that's the reason I like it a lot. Like, you know, you can see um, even like in Pioneer when things were going kind of crazy with combos, like Mono Black Aggro was still doing really well because I think of the power of Thoughtseize. Just like going like one drop and then like maybe like one drop Thoughtseize. And then just like breaking up their their thing and then just like playing a couple more big powerful creatures is and like just like having a very fast clock is usually just enough to get through um get through you know get through enough damage to kill your opponent before they can kind of assemble themselves back up together. So I, I think that the Thought Seize is gonna make historic a lot more safe going forward, I guess. Oh, it's my turn, finally. <laughs> so, John was about to explore. And let's go. Yep, moving, <laughs> moving on to the main topic. It's gonna... So, obviously, my favorite card of the set is uh, Farm Market. It's uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, they, uh, they have some really good hits for the old Mr. Toolshed here. We have Stinks' Revelation, which... Um, for those of you at home not keeping track, was one of the best cards in standard at one time. So getting that again is going to be super exciting. Draw some cards. Get Wrath of God. That card's super exciting. We get the Scarab God, which we already talked about. Um, so just a lot of awesome cards. Super excited to end step, draw a bunch of cards, untap, gain seven life, and then like do it again the next turn and win the game. So I'm so excited for Thursday. Already writing out lists. Uh, it's my birthday all over again. For what it's worth, I hovered so in Jitsi you can mute someone, and I I I legitimately clicked it and it warned me that you could be the only one to undo it, and so I chickened out. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Because I don't think you would have noticed, so I would have felt kind of bad. <laughs> no, I would not have. But you would have had to have heard me talk about Sings's Revelation two times. No, <laughs> you would be muted. I wouldn't have to hear. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> He would have realized it halfway through and then would have told us just through like performative dance is what it would have done. Yeah. And then retold it in words. So we could just see like Sean's performative dance version of what Sphinx's revelation looks like. Just flapping my wings. <laughs> That's not honest. Just him just doing this, like just grab a deck of cards and just. <laughs> 
<laughs> just draw seven off the top. I'm yeah, up, just I'm like up. looking back and forth, like he's on he's on arena when you're trying to click on a card and you have twelve in your hand, <laughs> just moving cards everywhere. I thought it was going to be more like holding the Sphinx's Revelation with tears in your eyes because you couldn't cast it and you were dead. To the hazard I attacked you with. <laughs> I don't know how she killed me. She has so few cards in hand. <laughs> I have 19 cards in my head. How did I die? Like you're like you're like end step sphinx was like in response, pitch a card, kill you. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> how good how well does uh Hazaret wear an ember cleave? <laughs> Probably pretty well, I would think. It'd be tough though, right? Like it'd have to be the last card in hand, but hmm. <laughs> well, it can wear an ember cleave, but doesn't like it doesn't have to start with Hazaret. It can be a shared Embercleave. <laughs> yeah, Passing it around. Eric's Shaker Kinder can, you know, wear it for a little bit and then they'll throw it to Fervin Champion for free, of course. And then, you know, maybe when there's nothing left. Like Hazaret will carry thing. it across the finish line. Yeah, it's the good. traveling the sister of the traveling Embercleave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is back in Egyptian time where everyone shared everything. So please feed us your modified movie cover, <laughs> please. Sister <laughs> of the Traveling Embercleave. I think we found the title of the podcast. <laughs> it's just one. Of, I'm excited to see one of those posters. It's like if he was wearing an Embercleave, would it be like this or like this? Oh kind yeah. Of thing? <laughs> a sheet. Oh, is she? Okay, sorry. You're right. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So is she wearing the Embercleave like this or like like? Have you seen? Well, the, I think the like, gods have banned, like, but the Regisaur one is hilarious. I wanted to I'd post the third one with it's on its tail. <laughs> like, it just grabs it on its tail. So we're gonna do a real podcast or no, no I think we can just talk no. about best parts of Amonkhet. That's all we gotta do. I mean We covered them all right. We covered, <laughs> we covered everything. I think we're good. We can call it from here. Brandon might be upset. We didn't talk about a single green card. There are cards, they're green. I yelled collective company. That's oh, true. that's right. Yeah. That's true. That's like one of the special added ones. But, you know, green's for another time. Brandon can sit there and... and, and green's and for chumps. Yeah, green's, green's for chumps. <laughs> Unless you're playing Sultai, because then it obviously is a little bit, you know, strong if you're playing in standard, which is totally fine, which is kind of what we wanted to talk about going in to the rest of the podcast is like, what do we do? We still have time before rotation hits. Amonkhet's not totally released in historic. So we're like, you know, let's, let's dig into a little bit of what happened uh, and what is going on in the standard metagame. And so there's a, there's a number of things to kind of note from it, but we do know that we have a couple of players on this podcast, a couple of folks that have really been kind of digging their hands into the standard format. And so, Sean, Mr. Toolshed, I want to kind of send it off to you, and also, Eric, you know, to, to kind of have you jump in there as well to talk a little bit about uh, what you've seen in standard so far. What's the strong deck? What, what is there? A, yeah, how many decks do you consider to be the top tier, and where are some of the outliers that go along with it? Yeah, so I mean, if we just kind of get a look at standard as we look at we just look at it overall. Right now, I kind of like to say that it's more of a two deck, maybe like a two point five deck standard. Um, there's a couple decks that are running around, but I think the two big decks right now are Teamer Adventures, and that's going to be Eric. And I'm going to cover the Sultai Ramp deck. Whoa, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, Rasky, can we get some proper intros, please? In this corner. <laughs> <laughs> it took me my, I had a complete brain fart of how I was going to do this <laughs> I, I was actively thinking in my head in the post-production how is this going to happen <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen welcome 
Welcome, everyone, to the Scintillating Standard Showdown. Talking about decks in this corner. He's got he's got razor headphones and razor sharp wit. Give it up for Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. <laughs> Hello, that's me. And in this corner, <laughs> Eric Hawkins. That's me. <laughs> Wait, what decks are you guys representing? <laughs> Choose your weapon, Sean. Who are you choosing? I'll take Sultai Ramp, Eric. What are you taking? Uh, I gotta go with the clover. <laughs> Remember, this is a fight to the this is a fight to the death of your deck, and I wanna see some tears. Sean, kick it off. So I think standards all about Team of Ramp or God damn it. That's true. It's true. It is about Team Ramp. Nice. Wow, you suck. The <laughs> That's the equivalent of coming out of the corner and punching yourself in the face. My opponent makes a great point. <laughs> great, we're done. Great, we're done. We'll see everybody later. Brasky, you worked so hard on the intro. Uh, I, something tells me this fight was fixed. <laughs> okay, okay, redo, clap. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, I am taking Sultai Ramp. What are you taking? Are you said Clover? Oh yeah, definitely Clover. <laughs> this is going to be so wonderfully cut into something amazing. Sean, continue what you were going to start saying. Yeah, so I think the format consists of mainly Sultai Ramp, I got at that time, and Teamer Clover. Those are the two big decks. Then there's a couple outliers. We have, you know, the Rakdos Sacrifice deck, John Sac whatever flavor Sacrifice. There's a couple Flash decks running around. But I personally think Sultai Ramp is the best deck in the format. It could kill the Lucky Clovers. It has Nissa, which Lucky Clover has trouble beating. Um, really good, insane, you know, cultiv Cultivate, which is a per personal favorite of mine, gets to play that and ramp out these powerful six and eight mana spells. So, I personally think Solte Ramp's the best deck in the format, and it beats up Clover, I think. Oh, snap. <laughs> so I've been hearing a lot of Soltai players basically saying that the Teamer Clover deck or the Teamer Adventures deck can't beat, you know, things like Extinction Event. And I think that is just false, first off. Um, while most of the creatures Ooh. do cost odd <laughs> converted or have an odd converted mana cost, that is not really what the games are about. Boom. The game is about just you know, getting a ton of mana. And since the Sultai deck can't kill the Clover until turn six, and it costs whoa, us whoa, six whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, whoa, turn four. Look <laughs> out. Oh, look out. Well, like, oh, like six mana sorcery. Yeah, right? six mana sorcery, agree. I'm ramping into <laughs> Casualties of War, though. So first, the, the Teamer Adventures deck didn't really have a good, solid, you know, flex spot. Our two unknowns as you were in our in our deck right but now they're just aether gusts you want to pay cast a six mana sorcery into my aether gust all right let's go like i do it i get to i do it every cast. day i do it every day <laughs> i just get to cast like whatever i want the next turn <laughs> like you you get cultivate right yeah, just think about is... how many times i get to cultivate with with my beanstalk giant right sure. fertile footsteps lucky clover like a hundred mana. 
yeah, that's sure. That's like a hundred mana. How do you beat Thought Eraser though? What if I just I Thought Eraser your Lucky Clover? Now your deck's awful and a bunch of draft commons. Big questions. Oh! Big questions coming from Sean. Those are huge questions. The Thought Erasure with the draw five, the five mana, the five mana draw five play Which extra. You cut from your turn. deck, and I saw you do it. <laughs> you cut the draw five from your deck. I was watching. Well, no, I, I did that on one stream because Kyle. So there's a there's a Magic player from I believe he's from Michigan. Kyle Bogomus, uh was like. It's not about doing the uh, escape into the wild. Get it. I, played, I played like literally three matches with it, and I was like, it is literally about drawing extra cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I just want to say, let's say you have a clover in play, right? And then you get to like do your thing going off, and you're like, fertile footsteps on turn three. Turn four, you cast uh, escape from the wilds or whatever. Play your extra land. You don't do anything else that turn. I'm untapping, playing Nissa, attacking you for three. Like, I'm so far ahead already. I have like I have like eight mana available to me, and I'm already ahead of you. It's I don't know. it's, it's amazing sure my, that you can even are. it's amazing you can even see Conan Hawk behind you with how far ahead you are. That <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I believe that uh all of my wishes will be granted, I believe, is the way that I get out of that. Yeah, once again, all the cards in your sideboard are trash compared to mine, though. Oh! Like, all you have, your sideboard is literally two Aether Gusts, two Negates, and Disdainful Stroke, which are fine, whatever. And then your like other your cards are like Expansion Explosion, Once in Future, which is not even playable. You oh, just I've all bad cards. <laughs> <laughs> Points to the tool shed. Conan Hawk, what's your response? <laughs> My response is is that all of my cards. So mid range matchups have always been built off of card advantage, right? That's just sure. been and like going over the top. Literally, adventures is built on the fact that every single card in its deck is a two for one, right? Thought erasure one for one. You can you can pretend that your surveil and putting something into the graveyard and card selection is like a is like one and a half or whatever, but like literally. Cast the adventure, cast the creature. That is an actual two for one. You add clover, three for one. Add a second clover, four for one. I'm just saying, that's just so many cards. Okay, so my extinction event, first of all, which kills all of your, I, I'm pretty sure all of your adventures are odd. I, all of your creatures are odd, right? No, Fay of Wishes. Oh, we got okay, a one sure. in there. Oh. Yeah, the one <laughs> drops odd. Beanstalk Giant odd, Love Story Beast odd, Brace of Borrower odd. The tokens, tokens are even. Token, okay, tokens are tokens are even. Yep, sure, sure, sure. You got me there. So <laughs> I mean, like my sweeper covers all the creatures. That's not a problem. So what you're saying is you're trying to overpower me with the two for one behind Brazen Borrower and Bone Crusher Giant. What do you shock? I don't have any creatures in my deck that get Bone you. Crusher Giant in. <laughs> me, I'm at 34 life because I yes, played Earl four oh. times. <laughs> the, the real, the real way that you do win the game, right? And this is the one thing that I think a lot of the Soltai player, or the the I shouldn't say Soltai players, teamer players that I've watched make make mistakes on, is that the end game is definitely Bone Crusher Giant Fling Expansion Explosion. Sure. Like I've I've gotten somebody from 30 like plus or 30 plus life mm -hmm. uh, that way. And, like, basically, you just don't, like, the goal of the teamer deck is actually in that matchup is just to not die. If you just don't die, eventually you will cast that. Because eventually you'll be able to cast, like, granted for, like, negate, fling, expansion, explosion. And you'll just be able to, like, sit back with, like, those three cards. 
Right. And like that's that's the real end game for the deck. Um, and like I think too many people like are like, I have to kill their Nissa and I have to kill their thing and I have to kill this thing and I have to kill that thing. And it's like, no, just like make it so you don't die to the Nissa deck or the Nissa and the Uros. Just that's all you have to do. Bounce I their will- hydrate. Draw ten more cards. Who cares? But them's are <laughs> them's are fighting words from Conan Hawk. Don't die, Sean. What do you have to say to that? I will. <laughs> I will give you points. Having my Nissa Brazen borrowed is so aggravating because, like, a lot of the times my deck's really tight on mana. Where it's like I need this Nissa to untap my third untapped land, so I have exactly six mana, so I can casualties you, and if you like Brazen borrow me in response, and like ruins my whole turn. Yes, great. That's so good for you. But, like, I just have so many cards that you just can't kill. You can't ever kill an Uro very easily, right? You just, like, have to triple Bone Crusher Giant it, right? You can Digger's Mage it. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Again, we're going back to the sideboard, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Graph Digger's Cage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. It's just, I don't Sean know. Sean doesn't I... need a sideboard. He just has good cards in his deck. Yeah, also... Don't even get me started on game two and three where I get to add good cards to my deck. You don't even get to sideboard. Well, I get one Aether Gust and I get one Disdainful Throw. Right? <laughs> nice. I boarded like it's nine like, cards. It's like, a, it's like the meme where it says like, oh, mom, can I have a sideboard? It's like we have sideboards at home. Disdainful Stroke and Aether Gust. <laughs> also, by the way, Aether Gust is a great answer to Uro. Also, I've clearly picked the side. I have more Sean the winner. Wow, you had that choice already because you play Sultai. Can I get a? Can I get a? He also battled a lot harder than you did. I I can actually. I want to read this out. I'm going to read Caroline's show notes here. Um, says, but I like Sultai. It literally says that in the show. We don't need to bring in those types of facts to this discussion of what the judges will and will not do, okay? The judges have made their decision, and it appears that Sultai wins this round. This round, this specific time, but I think we will be back again for another showdown of the decks. Of course, the showdown of the decks was brought to you by Crosby's Family Molasses. (laughs) 125 years of quality. If you want molasses, you want Crosby's. Uh, I, did want to add, <laughs> I did want to add one more thing quickly. After the bell, Actually, no. Yeah, no, that's actually that's actually really good. Welcome on to our next section called After the Bell. <laughs> it, it's, it's not part of the battle. Um, basically, Sean kind of touched on it in the beginning of the battle. Um, and it's going to be really interesting. So like Teamer was level zero, right? That was the deck everybody knew once the bans happened. It's like, oh, this deck didn't get affected at all. It's got to be great, right? Um, and then Sultai kind of jumped on the scene as well. And then this week, Rakdos has really come back. Um, and so I'm like, like really excited to see kind of how this kind of works its way through, right? Rakdos uh, with Mayhem Devil is really good against Teamer Adventures. Uh, it's, it's like mayhem double just gives them nightmares. Um, they, they like can't really fight, you know, very well against them. Um, it's been doing decently well against Sultai, but Rakdos has a lot of weaknesses. Um, and I, I like, so there's definitely decks that can, that can come back and fight Rakdos. And I'm interested to see what decks fight Rakdos. And then if those decks are leaked to Teamer, we might actually just finally have our like circular format with like, you know, these ramp decks beating up on these like decks that beat up on Rakdos, but then the Rakdos decks beat up on the ramp deck or on the, you know, on the ramp decks and then, you know, so on and so forth. And you just kind of keep going in this big circle. And we get so. that for like three weeks. Yeah. Before the deck set or something. 
right? <laughs> yeah, in a month when everything changes, then, when yeah. the Fire Nation attacks. And then it all <laughs> then it all changes with Zendikar when Fetchlands finally returned to standard. That would that would be very terrifying for me. They can fetch Triumph. Like, that's awful. I do not want to. I do not want to see a turn four escaped Uro. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what Fetchlands mean. Like it's just yeah. like fetch, fetch, play a thing, fetch, Uro, fetch. Uro back, and you're like, what happened? We'll Why is back, this here? We'll just be back in Kanzatark here when four color decks are the best mana. Yeah. Because you have triumphs. Yeah. <laughs> cool. My goodness. So uh, that was that was an impressive battle. Uh, I do uh, send my admiration to both our competitors here discussing the decks that they would like. Uh, folks, we'd like for you to tune in next week uh, when it's going to be Caroline Kavanaugh and myself uh, on an event of... Uh, well, I'm sure she'll bring, she, you know, we'll, we'll pick a format and then I'll just pick a jank deck and, and then we'll battle it out and just see how long I can survive. That's, that's what I think that <laughs> will be. I'm excited. That will be a good time. That will be a good time. Well, I think that's, that's a great kind of representation of, I think, some of the, the two strongest decks in the format right now. We're also talking a little bit about decks that we would see uh, kind of on the outskirts as well. I think that was good things to touch on as well, Conan Hawk. And, I know that I'm interested to kind of see if that circular format will appear as you say, or if it, or if we just still end up with kind of these. We know what these big awesome decks are, but these other kind of side decks could could make a showing if you're playing some type of competitive event. And I know whether or not we're going to be playing competitive events this weekend, including a lot of the different uh, things we mentioned earlier on in this podcast. If we're going to be playing standard historic, if we're going to be bouncing up in some legacy or any other type of format. Uh, it's going to be fun to see what everyone's going to be up to this week and what they're going to do to try and get better at the game of Magic. So as we close out this podcast, folks, it was wonderful to... Uh, oh, man, I just brain farted my entire spot. So as we close out this podcast with what we're going to do to get better at the game this week and where people can find us and all of the awesome content that we produce, just a reminder, of course, you can always find out more about us by visiting us at our website at swagoy.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com, and also hit us up on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. If you don't know how to spell gaming, I'm not sure how I can help you with that. But <laughs> make sure to hit us up on Twitter, one, uh, with, with what you think, uh, what was the Embercleave thing we were discussing earlier? The sisterhood of Cavalry and Embercleave? Yes. Who, who, but who, how, how certain characters would wear Embercleave? Yeah, oh, yeah. Embercleaving Hazard. How would she wear it? That's, that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want folks to tweet at us, is trying to get us what, what an Embercleaving Hazard would look like. That's going to be important. If you do that, you do it by hitting us up on Twitter at Swagoy Gaming. Of course, if you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe and also leave us a review and maybe write us a review as well. Don't just leave us a rating, but write a review as well. We would love to get your input and feedback as well. So as we head out this week, I want to know where people can find you and the content you make and what you're doing to get better at the game this week. Conan Hawk, let's start with you. Yeah, uh, so this week I, I'm going to be playing some Legacy due to the Mana Trader series. Um, notoriously, I've always played Ad Nauseum Tendrils, a.k.a. Ant. Um, but I've been told it's not good right now because of Veil of Summer and Force of um, Negation. And so I've been told to probably play the Epic Storm or Doomsday. So I'll be checking those out. And uh, also, uh, I'll be playing the the latter, but this time probably with Historic since Amonkhet is coming out uh, in just a few days. So learning that. And if you want to see all of that happen, it'll happen on my stream on twitch.tv slash, slash Conanhawk. And uh, you can get updates on my my work on Twitter at Conan Hawk, uh, and you can get 
sweet cat photos uh, periodically on my Instagram at Conan Hawk as well. Awesome. Caroline, how about you? Uh, so this week is also a legacy week for me. Um, my plan is to play probably just goblins tomorrow with Jarvis on on my stream. And then s I thought it was Saturday that the legacy thing was. So now I'm less determined that I'm going to do it. But uh, I might play the Sunday Nerd Rage Gaming uh, legacy event, um, depending on how well tomorrow goes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at the Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini. I always stream on Wednesdays, and I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. Wonderful. And Mr. Toolshed, how about you? <clears throat> yeah, so this week I will be trying to figure out how I can grind Team or Clover into the dust a little bit more with Sultai Ramp. Um, and then on Thursday, when Amon Kit Remastered drops, I'll be playing my Approach of the Second Revelation decks um, to see what decks I need to be able to beat and, you know, having fun, casting Sixes Revelation and, and Approach of the Second Sun. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed and on my Twitter at Mr. Toolshed. Come say hi, drop me a weird blue-white control list and I'll give it a spin. That sounds delightful to me as well because, uh, yeah, I, I need to kind of, I need to start examining control decks. That's what I'm going to do this week is just find any sort of any random, I don't care if it's good, just give me something that's just a complete control shell. And I'll just sit there and be like, oh, well, it's not about getting ladder wins or doing them in a timely fashion. It's just about making other people's lives miserable in the game. That's what I'll do with the with my control decks. And if people want to find out <laughs> where they can find me doing that, occasionally I will be streaming uh, on Twitch at Brasky1142. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at Brasky1142. When I'm not doing that, I'm probably going to be going into massive debt searching for Double Masters VIP boxes on the black market. That's, <laughs> that's what else I'll be doing. But whether or not you'll find me searching for VIP Masters boxes or playing Control Shells or any of the other podcasters around, you always know that you can find us next week. And we'll see you then. Bye, y'all. Bye.